Yes, and welcome back to the home of good news, weird anecdotes from history, and hopefully a few jokes in the way. I'm Callum, and this is That's News to Me. Just inundated again with so much good news this week, and so we're going to keep the format that we did last week. I do apologise if you're going to miss Buster's subtle tones twice telling a story, but that is the way we're going to go. It has just been a better format for us. So we're excited to actually delve more back into the good news aspect again, give you more good news that's going on around the globe and give you a bit more of an uplift about the human life. Uh, But before we get to all those good news, I'm going to introduce the person that is with me today. He is as friendly as a dog. He's named after a dog. And guess what? He smells like a dog. It's Buster. How you doing, mate? <laughs> I'm all right. Yeah, good. I've just uh, come out of the shower, which by that I mean licking my entire body. <laughs> um, licking your balls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, like that's Prince. Just called, yeah. That's, just, that's just called self-fellatio, mate. That is not anything else. Is it fellatio? Autofellatio, yeah. That's right, Autofellatio, yeah. yeah, exactly. So that's yeah. just... I, I mean, I can't not, even touch my own yourself. toes. That's a dream for me to be able to do anything like that. Right, I'm an extremely you, inflexible person. You just That's never going to happen. You'd become a bit more supple then. Do some, do some. Come a bit more supple. Get it? Nice. Ah, <laughs> that's a thing that happened that I didn't mean. Um, how's your week been? It's been all right. Uh, I've been working from home, like a lot of people. So unusually busy which is good and bad. You know, the days have gone by quickly, but there have been days where you've been, like, measuring it by how many cups of tea you drank, and that's it, really. Mm. But uh, at the weekend before, I did a half marathon for absolutely no reason with my running buddy, which was good. Yeah, and your uh, running buddy's not also... me. Yeah, no. I mean, I'm not going to take a man with two congenital heart defects for a half marathon. I mean, that's, you know, that's culpable homicide, that, isn't it? All right. I'll go oh. for a gentle walk with you, mate. Maybe, you know, take a couple of tinnies. Maybe not even a walk, just the tinnies. But half marathon feels like a da- dangerous territory for you. If you want to get it right, it's two congenital heart defects and then another heart defect on top of that. So it's actually three <laughs> in total. The, the, the final heart defect is an actual cherry sitting on his heart. <laughs> <laughs> and, and due to my uh, congenital heart defects, I obviously, like, we're actually recording this two days after we normally record obviously to you guys still coming out on, on the monday morning just like it always does but f- for us we're recording this two days later and it's because i i had the vaccine and after i had the vaccine uh my god it hurt it hurt a lot i almost cried um but all that being said it is better than having covid i'm sure of it anyway yeah because my mate went into hospital for two weeks and he couldn't couldn't even breathe like he couldn't walk two mm. two steps forward so i've actually had the vaccine now so i can just just go mm. around licking people's faces again yeah which i'm very very excited about it's and, been a long time since you've done that yeah it's great yeah and, and, it, and it's the first <laughs> time that i've been pleased to see one of those pricks from oxford so <laughs> nice yeah yeah, um, actually, this reminded me of something that I got up to uh, earlier in the week. I did you see some pricks from Oxford too? Yeah, did, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, just two, saying, two or just three pr- of them in your pr- face. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> some of the uh, it just reminded me when you said prick. I gave blood earlier this week. That was uh, that's good. Oh, nice. It's always nice. nice if you like if you enjoy free biscuits as much as I do, mm. um, and you know, obviously helping people. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I encourage By anyone the way, listening just if to you're let, not just already signed up to blood donor to go and do it. Just to let you know on the podcast, you can see that, but he put his two fingers up beside his head, both hands, and then did little bunny rabbit ears when he said helping <laughs> people. Helping so, sick people. <laughs> yeah. So if you didn't get that... Oh, I don't have enough blood. He's <laughs> <laughs> still doing it, considering you're listening to a podcast. It's fucking useless. <laughs> but I'm not allowed to give blood. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He now did a very rude gesture to me. It was it was very. Can we very do bad. a gesture? Like, can we put a beep in for that gesture that people can't even see? Hands up if you want to see. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Why is every week we're gonna get down the the, the beeping of things? Stop beeping. Stop. Yeah. Stop just saying. It's like the audience participation element of it. Yeah. Which is democracy fun. in action. <laughs> so look, guys. Obviously, uh, you've come to listen to some good news, but yeah. 
being being a podcast and and, and self-promoting we would like to self-promote our instagram page so if you'd like to turn your weekly dose of good news into a daily dose of good news then go and check out our instagram page where odin the producer sits there tirelessly looking through ruining the weekly segment by popping on the news of the day and actually putting that onto our uh, news page so go check that out go tell everyone else about it you know what to do by now and uh, in the meantime what we'll do is we'll get on with the show first bit of good news is a bit of eco-friendly good news guys uh it mm. is the fact that some danish inventors would they call be called inventors or, or startup this or is danish is in from denmark not the from, pastry from that de- yeah exactly not yeah this didn't not get the, built inventors of, who are pastries no no this okay. is human beings uh, and Always they've actually check. been able to create a mini wind generator it only weighs about 22 pounds or 10 kilograms in in imperial i don't even know thank what you the uh, I, I have no idea what pounds is so thank you for the kilo clarification about that and then um and it can produce up to 600 watts of energy so basically if you're going about and you're camping and stuff like that and you don't want to use up or you you you, you know want to watch tv instead of (laughs) living in the wilderness you can utilize (laughs) this and it can generate energy for you uh and you can take it around then you can pack it back up again and stick it back in your car and then you can drive around and go somewhere else so yeah it's quite cool so is it like a a fold you fold it out and put it up somewhere by your tent or something or is it like a wearable portable wind turbine i'm thinking like a hat with a propeller on the top is is it anything like that yeah so you so you basically set it up next to your camp so it only takes about 15 minutes to set up um it can charge the likes of e-bikes electronics appliances um and any kind of like backup batteries and stuff like that so it works throughout the day and night because obviously just as long as the wind is is blowing it's it's not uh, a solar solar um but Mm. it's um and it's also made up of recycled plastics and produces uh, clean renewable energy so um yeah it's, it's just a pretty cool little invention that people yeah. can obviously take around and i think i think that's one of the things you probably get most scared of isn't it you, you like your phone running out of charge or something on these kind of trips and stuff like that so you know if you're if you're going on hiking and stuff you can carry that around don't think 10 kilos is is that heavy for some so just stick it on your back and your backpack and you can you can roll away and, and walk so all good Another little bit of good news for you, which I still don't understand why the UK haven't done this, but we're going over to Kuala Lumpur, where the parliament for uh, Malaysia is, and they have uh, decided on creating a new law that there is no more prison for people that have addictions. So only they can only ever seek rehab. So they completely decriminalised all of the drugs that people were taking and only still you know, if people are being proactive in selling it or being part of the crime to import it they will still be thrown into prison but they're the enablers uh, the people actually addicted to it they'll be sent straight to a rehab center to try and get them to become non-addicted and some people say that you know a crime's a crime they're, they're fueling crime with within the country driving drug wars and all that kind of stuff but if you stop them from being addicts they won't buy stuff anymore mm-hmm. and it's amazing how many governments are like that addiction's bad but this addiction's good sugar addiction's fine smoking addiction's really fine uh, alcohol addiction completely fine but kind of weed addiction is kind of like okay-ish but kind of bland but not really okay if you have too much of it and then there's kind of like the more hardcore stuff like cocaine and heroin they're like that those addictions are really bad we must throw people into prison for that kind of stuff so very very lukewarm on exactly how governments sit on kind of any kind of addiction but the fact that countries like malaysia have took a massive step forward and gone actually you know the people that are actually buying the drugs aren't the people that actually are committing really bad crimes. They're people that have got addictions to substances and again are driving themselves to death or, or, or possibly more crime themselves in fueling their addiction. So why don't we sort that out? Same with Portugal. Portugal did that years and years ago and they saw mm. massive swathes of people taking much less heroin and coke and all that kind of stuff and 
it drove that down and I've been talking a lot about addiction recently with, with, with a couple of people and it's amazing how addiction because everyone has a chance to become addicted to something right how many times have everyone just got really, really drunk loads why are you not addicted to it because you're not addicted to it but some people do get addicted to it get addicted to anything then why do some people just get addicted to smoking and some people don't? Why do people, some people get addicted to cocaine and heroin and all these kind of different stuff? Because they're addictive substances and they grab some people and they don't grab other people. It doesn't mean you have addictive personality. Not everyone that's addicted to smoking is addicted to alcohol. Not everyone that's addicted to alcohol is addicted to smoking. That's not how personalities work. It's just that thing was a crux, whether it's happy times or sad times or whatever. So people don't get into it but like, oh, good. I'm going to earn loads of money by taking loads of drugs. That's just not how that's not how crime works. So to stick people in rehab mm. to help them with their addictions to then you know decrease the pool size that you know these drug gangs and whatever are, are, are taking control. That is this the best way to to deal with these things? Hundred percent. And and yeah. I think that more countries oh, should do it. Yeah, such a such a great outlook on it. I think that's uh, yeah, and well summed up as well. Yeah, starve the market by helping the addicts rather than punishing them. So my next good news story is a it's a short one and it's not so much a great news policy. It's just a great idea. So there's a a designer has created a a, a product or an idea that will solve several product, uh, problems at once. Uh, that a lot of people in the world don't have access to clean water. That a lot of people living in extreme poverty don't have. Uh, lighting in their homes at night time and that also they don't even have natural lighting in the day either because in shanty towns to take an example you have a house that's made out of you know salvaged wood and metal usually they don't have windows because you can't salvage glass and also for security because those homes are kind of prefab structures they're not built particularly well or safely so that they can't put windows in because someone could knock it out and and get access to the property so these three problems of fresh water light in the night and the day have been solved by this really ingenious product it's a skylight in the ceiling that contains seawater the seawater in this skylight is desalinated naturally by the sunlight which also treats it so the uv of sunlight can also uh, kill bacteria and viruses in water this clean fresh water then percolates down into the bottom of the skylight where it can be drained off and drunk as fresh water. Now here's the really clever bit, because in the daytime this thing is transparent and full of water so light shines through it, lighting the room up. But in the nighttime, this seawater um, goes across a, a seawater powered battery because the salt in the seawater can create a potential difference that you can light some LEDs. So it's got a battery-powered LED that runs just off the seawater in it for the night. So it's light in the day as the sun shines through this whole thing, is transparent. And it's got sort of a nice structure that refracts the light around the room. In the nighttime, it's got a seawater-powered battery with some LEDs. And the whole thing, while it's just doing its thing, lighting the room, is evaporating and desalinating water so that it comes out fresh. It's a great idea. That's even more better than the... The wind power. Uh, the, the well, imagine you've got these two things. Crazy. You've got the you've got the daddy of sustainable campsites, don't you? Exactly. You've got a desalinating LED skylight and a portable wind turbine. That's Sound. super inventive. So I mean, yeah, how, it's really cool. How small does your dick feel right now, listening to someone that just did that? Oh, I don't know. I'm, I'm excited as hell, man. It's yeah, it's almost touching the microphone. I'm more like. Oh. <laughs> Why couldn't I have been that clever? That's amazing. That's really, really cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Apparently it can desalinate 440 millilitres of water a day. So that's not like a huge amount. That's not even enough for one person to drink per day. But any source of clean water is super valuable in, in the poor parts of the world where people may have to travel huge distances for dirty water or share pumps which can spread diseases like Legionella and even cholera in some parts of the world. So it's, yeah. Yeah, seriously, it's it's it's, a, it's actually quite a number one thing for a lot of scientists is to to desalinate water, and if we were able to do that, then there's literally two thirds of the world's mass could be drunk, 
like quite easily. Like we're, we're actually taking our water from 2% of the world's water. That's where our water is coming from, from 2% of mm. the world water. So if, if we were able to find some kind of um, ecological, economical, and environmental um, way of being able to desalinate water in the most efficient way possible, no one would ever go thirsty again. Mm. Ever. It would be amazing. Except for the fishes, if we did it too far, if we desalinated I, all the I, oceans. I, I, think, I think the <laughs> fact that we're not even partially way through the 2% of water that we yeah. can currently yeah, live we struggle off, with the two. Yeah. I, think, I think we'll be fine. Like, you know, with 98% <laughs> of the water being able to be available for us, I don't think we'd be drinking drink that much. But, uh, yeah, um, that is really cool. So, the next bit of good news, uh, I, I, I feel like it's a little bit like... Well, of course they're going to be the first ones to properly try this out. They go for siestas during the day. But Spain are set to launch a four-day working week programme. And um, they're trying to basically get more companies to trial out four-day weeks. This comes off the back of a uh, company within uh, Barcelona that tried it out. Barcelona. Barcelona. And again, they just send exactly the same things as everybody else. Uh, A reduction in absenteeism, productivity went up, and workers just generally said they were happier. This was software Del Sol. And... um, That sounds nice. It does, doesn't it? And I don't know how many more trials they need to do of this. Obviously, there are certain verticals and certain company types that can't do this you know people that can basically pay per hour jobs because or service jobs because they need to be available so if you can only work four days a week people need to hire more people and then it it doesn't become as productive right so these things can happen but you know spain have decided that they are going to um get 50 million euros together and that they say will allow 200 companies which will be a total of anywhere between kind of 3,000 and 6,000 workers to be able to trial the four-day week in the first year they will give a hundred percent of the money to the company so that the hundred percent of the kind of you're paying for the reduced hours but still getting paid the same amount of money 50% 50% the second year and 33% the third year to basically mitigate from any possible side effects of you know, lack of mm. productivity or anything like that. Yeah, that's um, zero risk for the companies trialling it. That's pre- fantastic. Pre- pretty much, um, because obviously at the end of the day, people are going to be like, look, I'm, I'm paying you, let's just say like 30 grand a year or whatever, paying you 30 grand a year and you're working less time. You know, that probably doesn't really make sense for a company, but if they're going to be more productive whilst in work and actually do more things mm-hmm. for those four days, actually it does make sense. Uh, but a lot of people have a, a kind of guard up to it. But every single every single kind of test that comes out shows exactly the same thing. Salary-based companies, four-day working weeks, it works. Anything outside of that, kind of like consumer-based, customer-facing, hourly stuff it tends to get a little bit more complex in terms of the benefits for people and especially if you're hourly based i remember when i was hourly based i wanted to work six or seven days a week because then i got more money mm. i wouldn't get money yeah, if incentivizes the wrong thing yeah exactly so it, it doesn't work everywhere but for the companies that we can do which are a lot by the way it's a huge millions of people in, inside the uk why don't we do it you know why don't we have why don't we have that as a, as a i'd love to see that every time i hear good news like this like a in a country or company or somewhere is doing a four day a week i get a little bit excited thinking like oh it's it's happening like there's yeah. a movement and we're all going to be doing because it's it's quite a significant cultural change this idea of you work five days and you have two off is yeah. really um like ingrained into culture obviously there's tons of people who work weekends and shifts and that sort of stuff will have to continue it always will but just the just the general concept of three days for rest in a week four days for work in a week is so appealing so next bit of good news is uh, in response to some bad news i think and that's why this one's such a good bit of news because sometimes when they go low we go high so uh, the polish government uh 
announced its proposal for an adoption ban for same-sex couples. And a lot of local authorities in Poland have labelled themselves as an LGBT ideologically free zone, basically being, you know, the worst kind of right-wing cancel culture is a big deal type of gammon. So in response to this, the European Union, the European Parliament I should say, has declared that the whole of the European Union is an LGBTIQ, so they're doing the full letters, they're using all of them, uh, LGBTIQ freedom zone. So lesbian, gay, bisexual, trans, intersex and queer people are free and accepted in the whole of the European Union. I mean, like a lot of EU edicts, it's an ideological platitude, but a really welcome one because it's in the face of slightly authoritarian hate speech, really, from, from Poland. It's and I believe a sign that of unity. I believe they're writing this into law, so Poland and Hungary might get kicked out of the EU. They are on thin ice because of this shit, yeah. And this this is not just a statement of support for the people of the European Union who feel threatened by the sort of rhetoric and laws in Poland and Hungary, but it's, yeah, it's also a warning to the Polish government to say, your views don't represent the views mm. of the people of this continent, so, you know. Mm -hmm. Sort your shit out. Oh, Bloody yeah, EU looking after people again. Yes. Making sure people don't get discriminated, hurt, abused. Wankers. The fucking lot of them. Get rid of them. And on gays. <laughs> and um, <laughs> on the gay community. And actually, we didn't line this up before the show. Because um, my last bit of good news is that Liz Truss, the, the trusty she-devil... Uh, that is Liz, Liz Truss has promised after the debacle which has happened in the House of Commons recently with Jane Azani and she has now quit as, as the LGBT plus advisor because Liz Truss has now said that the ban on gay conversion therapy will happen shortly now what that means is is maybe I hope it goes away. But I genuinely don't think so. I think this is going to be a move that they're going to hold up. And it's going to be a promise that they are going to hold. And so the over the last few weeks on the podcast, if you are a regular listener, you'll know that parts of Australia banned uh, gay conversion therapy. Some parts of America have also done it. Uh, New Zealand. Am I right in New Zealand? Uh, uh, someone else did it. I don't a, remember. A, a, a whole country remember. did it. It's likely because... It's New Zealand. We said a few weeks ago that we hope that the UK adopt it soon. And it looks like it is set to do it. So this is a kind of like a good news that the door is open to gay conversion therapy being banned inside the UK. Because uh, we weren't even sure at the time whether or not it was banned. And we now know it isn't. Mm. But it possibly could. Yeah. There's been a promise set by the government that they will do this shortly. So what we're going to do is is we are going to make sure that you can keep up to date via the, the podcast. Uh, we, 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 yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll keep Finger on the pulse, as always. Exactly. And just to let you know, just in case no one knows, the debacle surrounding the House of Commons was essentially that Jane Azani said that she wouldn't hold her breath about the commitment for the LGBT Q plus conversion therapy from being banned because they got loads of backlash and people a lot of people asking for her to resign and actually I think she's one of the first ever people in in the conservative government to actually resign for saying something bad which is also could yeah, be a step in the right direction <laughs> yeah um, but also on top of that the fact that she's a person of colour does not surprise me that they may have pushed her out um, but um, because um, God, that's awful in it. <laughs> yeah, I know a lot of white people did a, a lot worse things, and they're still in their position. So you know what I mean. Um, but you know, essentially, uh, because in a lot of religions and different cultures within inside the UK have used this as common practice to stop people from what is natural, as we've talked about before, it's very natural for for, for a lot of animals to have gay sex. Um, it's a thing that, a... by the way, that you're very fixated on is animals having gay sex, and uh, I, am. I really hope that you haven't been using your private research time for the podcast on this. 
my dream last night was me, a bottlenose <laughs> dolphin, and a lion. <laughs> that was three of us. It was great. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this this actually really means lots to me, especially coming from Brighton. Um, it, you know, I, I come from a place where I've got a lot of, a lot of gay friends, and you know, the fact that anyone, anyone would think that it's a choice is just beyond me um yeah. or it's being... a human right abuse this gay yeah. conversion therapy so it is. yeah rule on the ban for it i think that's that's good news okay cool well what we'll do is we'll get on with your story buster and let's hear what you have for us this week all right so <laughs> this this week i wanted to talk to you about the human z so zombie no you're gonna love this one actually it's about animal hybrids so an animal hybrid is the offspring of two different animal species liger precisely yes so Uh, with these hybrids hang on hang on we got a bee glue as well bee glue what's a bee glue I can't remember what a bee glue is. Let's just get into this. Let's just talk. Let's talk hybrids. Let's let's talk, start the story off with a with a bit of hybrid hybrid chat. Sorry, so no, a, sorry. Like, a beef a beefalo, which is what is a beefalo? Beefalo, very niche beefalo? one. Beefalo. I remember beefalo. Mules, obviously. Which so mules, let's let's go back. Let's let's, let's, yeah. let's satisfy people's itches. We're not just shout hybrids out. So you said a liger. That's, liger. Uh, a lion and a, a tiger. Lion and a tiger. Yep, that's right. And a beefalo a, is a beefalo. a beefalo is a buffalo and a domestic cow. So it's a beef cow. Buffalo, yeah, that's right. And then a mule. Mule. A mule has to be. This is one of the most interesting ones because mules are quite big. It has to be a female horse and a male donkey because Correct, otherwise, if it yes. was a female donkey, it wouldn't be able to. Um, basically getting pregnant and it would actually kill Hump. the donkey yeah so um yeah and and mules are like extremely amazing like like these kind of like mule things like they're just like they got the, the best ability of, of both a donkey and the horse, the horse. Mm-hmm. And, and both donkeys and horses have their faults and they do the terrible dinner party company uh, but obviously, um, for the opposite, because the liger has to come out of the the female tiger. If it's the opposite way around, it's a tigon. Yes. Yeah, so, do you know what this Sorry. is called when you have a, a different hybrid based on the uh, gender Mother and of the father? The, and spe- yeah. No, go on. It's called a reciprocal hybrid. Um, okay. So there's a few of these. So, have you ever heard of a hinny? Uh, uh, a horse. And a pony? A hinny um, is actually a term of endearment in the northeast. So you, I read hinny, you uh, talk to somebody. <laughs> but it's also, it's the reciprocal hybrid of a mule. So it is the right. female uh, donkey and male horse. And your point about the copulation being problematic probably yeah. means that this was an artificial insemination job because otherwise you might have, yeah, you might split a donkey in right, half. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and then there is others. I think there's a camera, which is a llama and a, and a camel. Yes. Is that right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so I've got, I've got quite a few of these. What else have we got? So one of my faves is that, so we talked about the liger and the, the tigon. Yeah. Uh, the, the, they're part of the big cat uh, species or family called Panthera. So the Panthera yeah, panthers, species. Yeah. So we talked about this. Panthers aren't a, a bunch real of cat. Is, is it? That's uh, that's the over. That's the overarching name. You're not. Yeah. All some leopard, jaguars. They're all panthers. Panthers is the overarching. Yeah. Lions name and tigers are all types. panthers. I guess yeah. in that sense too. Although properly the word you should use is panthera because panther is the common name for a species of a panthera cat, but panthera is a, is what's is a family, and so there's a there's a mnemonic for remembering the the, the classes of, of uh, or the the um, what is the word for this the classification of life. Um, the right. way I remembered it from school was, king prawns can't operate Fred's guns safely, 
which is Kingdom, Phylum, Class, Order, Family, Genus, Species. And so nice. Panthera is third from the bottom, family. Um, so like reasonably small set. Um, and the family of Panthera is uh, is all the big cats, all the cool ones. And there's some really good hybrids within that because people can mess about with them. You can even breed hybrids with other hybrids. So they, there is the uh, Jagulep. Pretty easy one to guess what that one is. Jaguar yeah, and Leopard. Uh, yeah. But you can also breed a lion with a Jagulep, getting you... Uh, La Jagulep. <laughs> they really were inventive there. <laughs> yeah, they've gone nuts. They've gone nuts. Really went, really went outside of it. And what, whilst you were talking about that, I've also gone a little bit rogue and actually Googled. And uh-huh. if you go, if you actually Google animal hybrids, you get like Liger, Pizzly, get Wolfin. Never heard of a Wolfin before. And then a Wolfin, a Wolfin. That's an interesting one, a wolpin. So a wolpin is a... A walrus is, is a, and a... It's a... A, f- <laughs> a walrus and a dolphin, that's what I say. No, no that's, wal- that, that's wild. That's that's some serious injuries there. <laughs> that's a... a f- <laughs> Just imagine a dolphin with big two tusks coming out the front of it with really fat dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> it would actually be super dangerous. A walrus dolphin would be super dangerous. It would, how fast and lethal it would be at the same time it could just get you with those tusks oh my would it god, be friendly just... would it retain the friendliness <laughs> of a dolphin but no. with the like the fuck you attitude of a walrus the dolphins have a fuck you attitude it fucks everything it sees it can, they That's can't true. help it they, they just love, do love a shag. raping yeah. they just love it um, well the the what is, a is a cross between a false killer whale which is uh it a type of dolphin. Interestingly, and not a lot of people know this, that killer whales are actually dolphins. They're in the Delphidae family, not I the didn't know. two whale families. So there's only two families of whales, the mustached whales, which is a lovely name, and the toothed yeah. whales. Um, and toothed whales, uh, like sperm whales, have teeth. Killer yeah, whales, so- while they have teeth, aren't toothed whales. They're in fact Delphinidae. They're, they're dolphins. Uh, so right. the wolpin is a false killer whale, which is a killer a whale that looks a little bit like a killer whale, um, a dolphin. Sorry, that looks a little bit like a killer whale, and a bottlenose dolphin, the you know the flipper classic right. dolphins, the grey ones with their lovely snout, uh, and that uh, apparently has occurred in the wild. The wolpin, they found that. Ah, oh, interesting. They're jet black, just and just as like... Odin puts it, metal as fuck. <laughs> Just like a few weeks ago when we talked about the uh, deer giving itself to a monkey. So these things yeah, do naturally the, the, occur. The wild ones do happen. So most hybrids are the result but of either obviously agricultural the DNA experimentation. Right, yeah, exactly. The DNA is mm. very, very different, isn't it? But but the fact that yeah, there is, not viable, a, right? animals are going against their natural instincts to actually have insects outside of their gene pool, maybe with the same family, is weird. But then... On top of that, when we're talking about the monkey and the deer having, that's just weird. That's just like so unnatural. It's crazy. But what I was going to say about my Google search is that they've come up with like a, a Dezo, uh There's a Leopon that you were talking about. Koi Wolf, Zedonk, Zorse, Zubron. There's loads of these things. And then one there's of them whole is just... a family of zebra ones. Yeah, yeah. We should dive into the zebra but territory. Of, but then one of them just says sheep goat hybrid. The poor sheep goat hybrid didn't get a real name. Oh How yeah, sad is that? this is the theme with with animal hybrids that I have a problem with, is that the 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 names go from like either brilliant portmanteau words to incredibly shit unimaginative ones. So like calling it, yeah, what was the, that one like a goat sheep? Hybrid. That's yeah. That's rubbish. Zero effort's been put into that. Yeah. I've got another great couple of great ones for you yeah, before we go, go into it. the horrible. Before we delve into the horrible history of the humanity. So, I mean, you mentioned before there was a Zedonk and a Zorse. They've done a whole bunch of zebra ones. There's like a whole zebra. They've so many zebra ones that they created a family for them called the Zebroids. There's a Zedonk. Pretty obvious that's a zebra donkey. Zorse. Yeah. Zebra horse. Nice and easy. Zetland. That's a pretty good one. Guess uh, what a, Zetland a, a, a sh- is? A Shetland pony and Shetland a, pony and yeah. a zebra. Lovely. Yeah. What a what a lovely idea. Yeah. There's um you mentioned the goat sheep one. 
So the goat-sheep hybrids have existed, but for them to happen in the wild is super rare, and it did happen very wow. famously in Botswana, resulting in an animal that was hailed as the toast of Botswana, which I love. It's just the headline you know, of an You know article. what? That's what I've always said. I've said there's three things that the English people will always remember, and that is uh, World War II will always remember World War One, and will always remember the Botswana sheep goat hybrid happening. The in toast the world. of Botswana. They, they, they yeah. were the three main things that people just remember. That's just it. You know. It's so brilliant because it turned out as well that this um, this this uh, animal was such a successful animal. Like it was uh, really it was, it was big, strong. It like had you know, produced a lot of milk. As if it was like it was a really really fit animal, which was like surprising. And so it was taken around loads of agricultural shows. Scientists studied it over there, and. It was it was it was literally the toast of Botswana. It was such a popular thing. A bit like Jumbo Dolly, the clone sheep, was a similar thing. There's loads of yeah. like news stories and interest and public interest in it. But the unfortunate thing is this: uh, the toast of Botswana had uh, he had a very very high libido, and so his name was Bemia, which in the local language means rapist, which is wow outrageous for the toast of Botswana to be called nice. Bemia. Um, there's some other yeah, you listen the off some good wolf. random ones. I, 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 I like the koi wolf. I'm guessing coyote and yeah, coyote yeah, wolf. A koi yeah. wolf. Yeah, uh, they, uh, they must any, be. I mean, mental. not a difficult one to guess what the gorilla bear is. Gorilla bear. Um, gorilla bear. Is it gorilla? Gorilla. Polar bear and grizzly. Boom. Yeah. Go on, just give me some. Let's 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 try and let's try this. Let's just just give me some. Don't Desert. don't give me anything Desert. else apart from the name. Okay. Nothing else apart from the name. Desert. I I'm gonna cheat because I already looked this one up. Because uh, <laughs> that, that one is impossible. <laughs> that was it. That was it. That was a yak and a domestic cattle. Yeah. Also, yeah. and then Desert use... is the other way around. If you're allowed to use pronouns in Scrabble, Zoe, I think, is going to be an absolute banger for you. Yeah, I'm definitely keeping that one in. But I'm not. I've, I've cancelled now. I've cancelled just like we've cancelled Piers Morgan. I've cancelled the tab off my top of the thing. But <laughs> tell me the rest of them. No, I think we've, to be honest, actually, we've covered tons of them. The only one I really want to mention because this just made me really, really ill when I was googling this and in my private research time for the podcast. Um, they they bred two different species of saltwater crocodile together, and the resulting crocodile was over six meters long. And it just, I don't know, man. If you can imagine what a six meter long crocodile looks like, I, everyone listening to this podcast, right, look around the room that you're in, yeah, and acknowledge that the room that you're in is probably no more than like four or five meters long. Okay, a this, crocodile this, bigger than that. Because we don't do meters, uh, people will understand this more. Twenty I'm, foot. I'm I'm a twenty six, foot long crocodile. Really, I know I'm six foot four, and you'd think that I'm a tall human. That's no being. use to people listening in the podcast. Wait there, they can't see you. No, they know what a six foot four person looks like. They know what a tall human. Do they'll know like. what a six meter crocodile that, looks like. That <laughs> times three. That's how long and big that is. It's a big. And also, it's, it's horrible. And also, when we're talking about sizes of penises, the average that times three. Yes, ladies. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it just makes me it makes me feel like I don't know like we're so feeble I go, like, I go so cold feeble, and clammy when I think about a six oh. meter long crocodile we don't need them that big crocodiles are already scary yeah don't really need a six meter ones we're so feeble compared to things like crocodiles and stuff aren't we and they have tiny brains they have they, they have, I think they're one yeah, of the smallest they're not brains predators they're not no they've got one thing in their mind and guess what they survive because they're hard it's nuts. chomping uh, yeah. this, so one of the things I found when I googled biggest ever crocodile, the first result on YouTube was the largest ever crocodile found almost busting out of its restraints and attacking a bunch of people and it, it's just oh, it tied it up with like so much rope and it just wriggles and all the ropes come off and everyone screams and runs away and it's just, it's too much. I, I can't, can't remember whether it's, whether it's a, whether it's a, it's a tiger or a lion but I think it's a lion versus a crocodile, that's a beast of a battle, that was a cra- that's a crazy battle. Um, that I, is one of the results I came up. I didn't watch it. I don't want to watch animals fighting. Uh, oh, I just, I'm great. all about the good news, man. I don't, <laughs> I don't mind animals fighting because it's like, ah, oh, that's what they do. One final question I have before we talk about the humanity is what animal hybrid 
would you propose? If you could breed any two animals and you know what properties of those animals would you bring together? So while you think about that, I'll give you two suggestions question. from uh, from from Odin and I. So Odin's suggestion was to breed the extinct giant sloth. Worth looking up if you haven't seen one. There's also a huge uh, skeleton of one at the Natural, Natural History Museum. History that's Museum. Fan, fantastic. Um, mm-hmm. To breed a giant sloth with a Maine Coon cat. Maine Coon cats are the gorgeous, huge lion maned big fluffy pads um massive cats odin has one and basically when it stands on its back paws it can whack you in the face it's uh, it's the height of a small man yeah and it often interrupts the uh the recording by breezing in front of odin (laughs) waving his tail in front of his camera but a main coon giant sloth so i mean giant sloths are huge they're like bigger than a polar bear massive and it but with a fluffy cat and his idea would be that it could be like a ride to work, but a cuddly cat. So like he'd saddle up, get on the back of a Maine Coon giant sloth. And yeah, which is, I think, fantastic. And that's the spirit we're looking for, Callum, before you say anything really gross. My suggestion for a hybrid animal is uh, a cross between a pig and a snake. So snakes have to shed their skin regularly so that they can grow. Constantly get don't. bacon. But... Precisely. If you had a pig-snake hybrid, it would shed its skin and it would be delicious vegan pork scratchings. <laughs> Every couple of weeks. Especially if it was your animal. You'd, you'd, you'd kind of want it to be lovely to you, but also if you did let it out or it went out, it could kind of defend itself. You know, make sure it doesn't get into too much trouble. Uh, but without having to need to go out and, and, and attack people. So I would probably go for a mix between a, a Labrador, who are just just stupidly ridiculously cute and idiotic, yep. but and they're just so playful and also hard workers, with with a lion, who's also, they're actually quite lazy, to be honest, which is quite nice, but mm. when things push comes to shove, that they're getting you. So I'll go yep. for kind of a... A Labrador lion. Labrador uh, co- lion. That's Labrador actually a pretty lion. good shout. Yeah. Uh, so it's, I would. It's got w- the weaponry of a lion, but a, it's never going to use it because it's a Labrador. Exactly. So a Labrador. A Labrador. Labrador. Lovely. Yeah. I mean, actually, you know, we don't really need to get into all of this because there's so many fantastic ones and too many to talk about. But yeah, dog hybrids because they're not technically hybrids, they're not species. Right. Now. The horrible story of the humanity. Really, this is the story of uh, a man, a scientist. So, the guy we're talking about is a Russian scientist, um, born in 1870, so working around the end of the 19th and early 20th, early 20th century. This uh, guy was called Ilya Ivanovich Ivanov. Probably the most Russian name you could think of. Dr. Ivanov, as we'll call him, so we won't have to go Ilya. Ivanovich Ivanov every time he uh, as I mentioned before was born in 1870 and early on in his career he discovered he had a, a knack a gift for artificial insemination that's a strange thing by the way to learn you have a knack for you know your special skill is spunk whisperer <laughs> you got, like I don't know how you discover these things I was just talking to to Rhoda the other day about a friend of hers who walks professionally, used to like walk in the Olympics representing Great Britain. How do you discover that you're a great walker? Yeah. How do people learn to do this stuff? Like school trips or. I met a guy and I said, What's your name? And he went, Joe the Poacher. I thought, What are you poaching? Eggs? (laughs) He went, No. I take. I take people around the Hackney Marshes and I poach things, I pick things up. And I know all the... And he named me all of the trees. He had names for his trees. He knew everything. What a thing to know the knack of. I'm really good at picking up mushrooms. And I'll just Wait, go that's not poach. Is poach. You poach mushrooms, do you? Are you not allowed to pick mushrooms? 
I, I think that's what is 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 kind of euphemism. I don't know what what his name was. Maybe that was what he said. You know, that's what he was like in bed. Like, and maybe he just boiled eggs. Though. That would be hilarious if you called Joe the poacher. It's just because you love boiling yeah, eggs. Yeah, that's what he did. Like, it was, it's just so weird that some people have jobs like this. Like, what do you do? I I take people on tours around the Hackney Marshes to show how that they should pick stuff up off the ground and where they should find berries and cherries and tomatoes and stuff. Mm. Very People weird. Are foraging quite a lot. Yeah, it's quite yeah. a popular thing, isn't it? So Wild he was foraging. a forager. Yeah, that's, that's what he Joe does. The well, Joe the yeah, Poacher. Well, yeah, I'll Look keep an eye out for him. He's around here, isn't he? Yeah. So I can't do it. Actually, we're going to call. We're going to call this guy then Ivanov the Spunk Whisperer because I think that's a really good name for him. You know what? There's no point in making up a better one because that is the best one that we could ever. <laughs> so. Uh, Ivanov the Spunk Whisperer became fascinated with the prospect ISW. of animal hybrids. As, uh, yeah, ISW. Uh, and, and I think it's clear from the fact that by, by the time we finish the story, at least 80% of it, we'll have been talking about fun animal hybrids. He, like us, became fascinated with animal hybrids. How you make people like two different species. I feel like he probably went too and... far, though. I feel like yeah, we, exactly, we, we, exactly. we're going to stop where this, that's where in this about is 15 going. minutes' time. We're going to never... <laughs> talk about this again probably but we're all uh, gonna this... feel really upset yeah yeah so he wondered whether you could take the characteristics of two animals and make an even better one so he did experiments of his own he, cre- he created a z-donk he was possibly one of the first people to do that he created a rat mouse pretty shit name really um and a guinea pig mouse another shit name uh suggestions from me and odin for the guinea pig mouse that would be better would be mini pig which is nice or the mini guinea <laughs> I like the mini guinea. Oh, I like the Or anything with a mouse, you could put a Mickey in there as well, so you could have like uh, a guinea Mickey. So then he goes off the deep end, ISW, the uh, Ivanov the Spunk Whisperer. He tells a bunch of biologists in 1910 that he thinks it's possible to create a human-chimpanzee hybrid, something that we now call a human Z. And as you mentioned before, when you're looking, Callum, at this stuff, that, yeah, that it's been talked about for a long time. He wasn't the first person to suggest this, and he wasn't, and probably won't be the last. Um, chimpanzees are our closest living relatives, and modern genetic studies confirm we share a huge amount of our DNA with chimps. 99%, a lot of people say. I'm guessing this is where it's going to be going. Like, what actually happened, how it happened, what mm-hmm. actually happened, how it happened, and and why maybe ethically it was wrong or or what went wrong or wh- why we don't see many of these around now but or any around to thank fuck <laughs> um but if we are so closely related just like some of our you know, sheep to goat kind of situation or guinea pig to mouse then why isn't it kind of why isn't it possible? Why, why, why is there not more around, basically? Why, yeah, why, why the, have we not had a rising of the planet of the apes, you know? Why, why is this the, not all happening? The answer is a bit unsatisfactory and boring in that the the, the, the differences in that 1% are mostly reproductive. So the, the reason why humans are so successful and so different is that um, we exhibit traits of something called neoteny, where we appear to have childlike ape characteristics so larger head to body ratio uh hairlessness those things have been the key to our success (laughs) the key to our like success as a species the fact that we have such large brains and so i mean hence our name homo sapiens we are the sapient ape the the thinking intelligent ape so that that difference really is that one percent and there's been plenty of other animals that have been very close to us but we outcompeted them outright destroyed them yeah. or shagged them to, to name yeah. but a few well we're we're, so, we're we're part neanderthal aren't we uh, nearly every yeah. single person's part neanderthal um yeah. we are all the, part the homogeneous Floriensis and yeah and uh, heidelbergensis and lots of other homo species who we've uh who we've yeah yeah outcompeted uh or outlasted because of our adaptability this ivanov dude he uh he basically wanted to like pursue this idea of a human chimpanzee hybrid so he managed to get some funding incredibly um in after the russian revolution which was in 1917 the soviets as was then russia were really interested in studying genetics in an effort 
to discredit religion because they were a, a secular society, um, and Everything. also to promote their yeah yeah. It was Everyone like was doing that, this. Everyone was doing it. Eugenics was like yeah. humongous. Like you know, yes, it was, really really it was, was the way forward. The, the, like eugenics as a study and a subject was really prolific back in the early 20th century. Like. Um, I, sort of in my I, when I was writing up notes for the story, Odin made a note about this because I mentioned like that eugenics was everywhere, just like he was saying, everybody loved this shit. And he he mentioned in a note like, could you mention this because like it's interesting and I don't know about this. So I um, was looking at the Galton Institute as it's called now, which yeah. basically is the Cambridge uh, University's eugenics department, and they were up until the sixties producing papers on eugenics as in like active intervention into society to get rid of mental deficits as they would say I'm doing my bunny quotes again here um, in in poor people or to prevent racial mixing within the sort of mainland UK because it was a white fear because of immigrants coming from the colonies so our spunk whisperer has got his funding from the Soviets because they love eugenics and the Russian Revolution has given them a, a raison d'etre to try and prove God was wrong and that science and genetics pulled the answers. Now, he started some research into creating a human Z. What, do, how do you think he started? This is like a, a segment that we like to call, who's your daddy? Or rather, what's your daddy? Which way around do you think they did this? Human Z. Please don't tell me you fucked a female chimp. I'll, I'll reveal the slightly... It's a relief to, maybe to know that it was an artificial insemination situation. Oh, thank God. Um, did they... Oh, hang on a minute. Oh, no. They didn't wank off a male chimp and put it into a female human's body, did they? Not yet. So he started off because he's the spunk whisperer by putting human sperm, not sure whose could be his own, into female apes. I think so it first of all, he would have loved to have brought up a human Z. I think he would have loved to do it, and, and it would have oh, been. Oh yes! Oh, the he whole reason he's doing this clearly wanky. is because he wants some cool hairy kid. That's yeah. very clear through this whole he thing. He would have been like. wanking to his heart's desire, <laughs> even if he wasn't using this this human sperm for insemination he was producing a lot of it of an evening thinking about probably, his unborn humanity son well this is the thing you didn't have Pornhub back in the day right so he was probably just getting off on the excitement that this could be a thing <laughs> it wasn't even he didn't even watch any porn or just go and watch you know Marilyn Monroe in her movies or whatever. He, he didn't do any of that he was just like oh I could possibly bang he was done like he didn't even yeah. need to think about it for that long he was ready to go he was bursting at the bit to get his sperm inside <laughs> of there <laughs> Having his I mean, own having his own sperm capture as well. How is he capturing the sperm? Was he like sperming into a bottle or something? Or probably, a, yeah, or, probably or, a funnel or something. Probably some sort of yeah, funnel so system. Some kind of bowl. Police. Just but, wanking into a bowl. Imagine that. <laughs> so he he tried putting sperm into female apes, but he also rather sketchily tried transplanting human ovaries into a chimp because, as I mentioned, there's like that reproductive difference is the huge part of that one percent between humans and chimps so he thought that perhaps with the ovary present with a female egg from a chimp with human sperm that perhaps the conditions you could try and get them right well i was going to say thankfully that didn't work but also it's not great because it was a horrible experiment to do he tried it a few times that didn't work he was not going to be put off by this no he then decided of course the uh Next step is obviously the sensible one. Chimpanzee, sperm, human, women. So what he decided to do, this is probably the worst thing that you could possibly conceive of to do, is he decided that he would fake medical inspections for women in Africa, telling them that they were just getting a gynecological inspection or like health assessment and without their knowledge or consent, was trying to implant chimpanzee sperm into them. That's what he was, that's, that was his big goal with his experiments here. 
That's shocking. That's horrible. Oh, a simple inspection. He's like, oh, let me just, let me just, <laughs> I need to put this juice up your fanny just to see how it, how it treats. If you're going, if you're going for a game salmon instead of a speculum, we've got a turkey baster. You should be worried, right? Exactly, exactly. What's he doing? He's getting a turkey baster and just. Like, how is he going around this and, and convincing them? What is he saying? Oh, it's a bit of lubricant so that I can stick my fingers up there and see all the working parts. Like, how is he convincing these women? That, Using all the gynecological terms there. Like, the thing that, is, yeah, so he proposed well, you, you this. Know. He actually wrote this down. He, pro- he put the pen to paper and proposed this as a bit of research. And so thankfully, this didn't actually take place. This was his proposed idea with his funding. The French governor... Uh, who ruled over it's you know 1910 so colonial era so european countries arbitrarily ran african nations and so the french governor decided that this was not okay and so didn't let it go ahead so instead even in 1910 thank fuck for that well don't get too comfortable in your seat because there's some more shit housery going on so he then takes 20 apes from africa back to russia uh where he was incredibly able to get at least five women, Soviet women, to volunteer for this. So he was previously proposing to do it without knowledge or consent. He's been spurned there, so he's then gone looking for volunteers for this. And he, and this astounds me that he got five, at least five people to volunteer. You think going to the moon? To do, this. do you know what I mean? This isn't like, oh, one of those cool things, like, oh, going to the moon or going to Mars or something, or you're the first pioneers of a new new era. This is this is this is allowing. Gonna put your life at risk you. so you can have a muckle hairy kid who loves yeah, bananas. I'm not really in for it. I, I think no. that's just. But I couldn't maybe. think of a single person I've ever met who would volunteer for this. It's mad. It said volunteer. So I I don't know. Like I think some people maybe could be coerced with money to do something like this, possibly. But volunteer. I, I just don't know how crazy. you could get. I don't know how he convinced these women. Like he must have been the best seller ever. Like get him. Yeah, to do he my really job. must have been. I mean, to get the funding for this in the first place, really. Yeah. Yeah, he must have been quite the salesperson. So yeah, this this guy he's now decided to kidnap apes from Africa. That's his plan. He's going to bring him back um, to to Russia. He's got five women volunteers, but luckily for them. They uh, not so much for the apes though. They didn't survive long in Russia. Turns out it's not the right habitat for them, and they all died. And he ran out of mayonnaise. Um, before he was <laughs> able to go die? back, and... the women die. The women die, or did the, 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 the apes the, die? The apes, the apes. Yes. Right. Okay. Yeah. The the women thankfully survived and didn't have um, yeah spunk sprayed up their chuffer. It's <laughs> <laughs> reaching around for a really gross euphemism there, just so we can see if we're as off-putting as possible. So basically, this is where uh, things start to come apart for for uh, Ivanov, the Spunk Whisperer. He uh, was about to go back to get more apes from Africa, but then the Soviet Academy of Sciences, which had previously supported his work and was one of the proponents and funders, partly, of his work, uh, pulled out um, because they found out what was going on really some of his stuff had been you know going on quasi secretively so they found out what was going on and the reason they gave for pulling the plug on his research is is pretty shitty so I mean if you found out what was going on just, you know this trying to impregnate women in Africa without their consent or what knowledge would be the line? What would be the volunteers. line? At which point I'll go too far. Yeah. Um, you know, you're an academy of sciences. What would be your position? I think if you if you stopped funding this guy, what would be the press release? Would it be because he actually wanted them? To, he thought that actually the having sex part was really important. <laughs> so he wanted them to enjoy the themselves. Artificial insemination <laughs> wouldn't work. They actually did, and they were like way too far. Way too far. That's my guess. It's 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 so shitty. It's a it, it's an example of people in the sh- people in the past being absolute shits. So the academy's problem with this, uh, and this is to quote them, it might undermine the trust of Africans in European researchers uh, and doctors 
and make problematic any further expeditions of Russian scientists to Africa. So in short, they're saying this is slightly too far, which may prevent us from being dicks in the future. We've abused yeah. the rights of, of people in Africa now too much, means we won't be able we to do it. We can't control them. We can't control them later on. Yeah. yeah. So we want to be able to do other experiments, basically. This one, the disgusting nature of it, the fact that it's a, a human rights violation isn't important. It's the fact that those people might not trust us to do other horrible experiments in the future, which might be more useful to us than a humanzy. So, classic colonialism. But, thankfully, a little bit of karma caught up with Ivanov. He was ousted from his post in a completely unrelated purge of scientists that happened and uh, in, the, in the 30s and died soon afterwards, presumably of a broken heart because his dream of waking up early on a Sunday morning to play catch with his little little hairy son, <laughs> Kenneth. Humanity. And then having to change his diaper and use sign language to tell him that he's really proud of him. <laughs> and he was mourned by no one. No. No. And yeah, that's that's the last official foray even though, into even the though, creation of a humanzy. Even though he had a nov, no one cared about him. And he always used to yep. go tell people, I've a nov. And he'd be like, no, I don't care. I don't care. No one gave three and shits about him. One, two, no three. Aye, aye, aye. Ilya. Wow. Poor... Poor people that have just... Poor had to everyone suffer. in that, really. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Apart from him, really, he kind of... Des- I hope that he kind of... No, I don't wish he'd had a bad death, but it's just... What a what a horrendous and but this is what, what a shit show. What a shit show and and this is the problem. This is this is why I can understand why sometimes people are like, can you stop fucking with God's creation? Because sometimes science is really wrong. <laughs> like it's really wrong. It's bad and it does bad things. Like you know Nobel for example, right? A lot of people say that he actually helped and actually with his ability to create dynamite created peace in a weird way but also it can also create a lot of destruction a lot of people died so mm. it's, it's sometimes morally uh, wrong uh, the nuclear bomb for example with Einstein and Oppenheimer and all those kind of people mm. that were creating those stuff like all these things combined sometimes science is really cruel and it's really really bad but thankfully uh, which I can stick up for science for, 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 for one thing is that we realise it's wrong now and we've moved on and we're doing something different and we're trying to change things rather than, if you look at religion they're still reading the same book and they're still going against gays because of one line So, just Well saying. this is probably the right time for me to announce a crowdfunding initiative for the Humanzy Research Project <laughs> we, want, we want more kids eating bananas and the only way to get kids eating more potassium we think is to breed humans and chimpanzees so that we've got banana loving kids all over schools this is where science goes wrong isn't it sometimes and it's just like yeah oh, no. this, i think everyone would chalk no. this up as a fuck up yeah, yeah this pop. is a this is a bad one burn we'll, the we'll notebooks pop. move on we'll put it in the bin and then permanently delete it out mm. of our bin do you know what i mean we don't need that yeah, yeah. sitting there in the little kind of like bin icon on your on your desktop we don't need that What's this uh, humanzy dot doc? Oh, d- don't worry about that. <laughs> what about this one? Insemination underscore four dot jpeg. What's the humonkey? No, no, just, just, just <laughs> not. Let's not get on it. Hum, humfin. Just, just stop it now. Just stop. These are all just drawings these are uh greek mythology 2.0 that's what it is we're just creating yeah. that from a scratch you know the chimera they, yeah exactly they, they were able to make centaurs and stuff like that on a piece of paper but hang on a bit this this explains how you're going to do it in real life just leave it it's all just a one it's just a joke no need yeah. stop it it was a, it was a 
blip, I think. We put put this one to bed. No more humansies. You know, chimpanzees yeah. and humans are fine as they are separate. Thank you very much for joining us this week on That's News to Me. Yeah. I, I still can't get over the fact that someone tried to have sex with a chimpanzee. But what we're going to do is is we're going to get Buster just to quickly give us a little sum up of, of what we learned about today. Well, this week we learned all of the fun types of animal hybrids that you can get, um, which I think was was fascinating and fantastic. And we also learned, though, that sometimes just because you can do something in science or in life, it doesn't mean you have to do it. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. Um, And in the meantime, guys, uh, again, if you can give us a little like, a subscribe on the podcast, maybe a little review. Reviews are nice. I like a little review. And as always, follow us on at That's News To Me Instagram. And uh, in the meantime... I'll see you in a Senite. And Gan Canny.